In a future where humans have adopted alien technology and have colonized the moon, no one was smart enough to turn off the homing beacon that brings the alien resurgence. I don't think it's a danger to us, but it must be to them. It turned it on just by touching it. What? I activated myself when I detected your biological signature to be different from theirs. It speaks <laughs> in English. I deconstructed your primitive language. We're primitive? Correct. There are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Exceptionally Bad. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. And no Danny tonight. So oh, this, is gonna be, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's you gonna knew be something. Off the right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, we'll jump right into it. Tonight we watched uh, a movie I'd never seen called uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. I was going to say Resurrection, but that was Alien Re- Resurrection. Revenge. <laughs> Reflux. I, I think we're going to get the name mixed Resemblance. up some, several times in this episode with other movies. So, like I just said, I have I had not seen this. I did not see this when it came out. Um, I do remember the original Independence Day came out uh, in mid nineties. Yep. And it that movie was a lot of fun, and so it made me think <laughs> about like what what would be your favorite kind of summer blockbustery type movie. I mean, Independence Day, the yeah. original, was fantastic, right? Yes. Like, it hit everything. It had, like, explosions everywhere. It had unknown, indecipherable enemies. It had... It had one-liners. Laser yes. cannon one-liners. And like, inspirational speeches. Will Smith punching out yes. alien visitors. Cigars. I remember there being a lot of anticipation about uh, Independence Day coming out. Before the, you know, the posters and mm-hmm. hype months before... I mean, it was new, and you're like, "What's gonna happen?" And it just looked, it looked legit. Yeah, uh, Armageddon. All right. We mentioned that while we were watching this. There was some notes. <laughs> Twister. <laughs> Twister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another big movie from the '90s that are that the special effects kind of carry the movie, right? Yeah. I mean, that. Yeah, that's kind of the. The thing. The special effects were really kind of it at the moment, uh, at this point in Hollywood and tentpole movies. You know, uh, the original, uh, I know we're talking about um, blockbusters in general, but I was just thinking of the original Independence Day uh, is really cool to me because it's like a a disaster movie with, mm-hmm. a, with more depth in the story. Like usually a... a disaster movie is oh there's a big disaster and Mm -hmm. a few people know and they're trying to whatever save the world right and that's kind of what independence day was Mm -hmm. but you kind of uh it feels a little bit deeper i think that's what Mm -hmm. makes like independence day and armageddon better is because you can fight back against them whereas like was it 2012? Was yeah, that 2012. One? It's like, what are you going to do? Like, fight an earthquake? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? You just right? go to Yellowstone and get burned up. <laughs> San Andreas. San Andreas, Right, yes. like, all those all those apocalypse kind of earth-scale disaster, scale disaster yeah, movies. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They they all felt the same, but I feel like... Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, even Armageddon, they had, like, Deep Impact. They right. had, like, all mm-hmm. of that kind of yeah. Yeah, they, whatever. several that came out. A, you, a fun one I liked was Rampage. Yeah. That's another one. Is that the one with the giant wolf and the yeah, like from the and, and the rock, yeah, the arcade it's, it's video based game? on the video game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> it might be on the show. <laughs> but uh, I have not seen that one. Avatar. Oh man! Oh, the last Airbender. Uh, Avatar. No, no, no! How dare you? Avatar, I would say, is a little bit different. Like, so, but it I, was a summer. No, summer blockbuster, oh, not yes. a disaster, not movie. disaster movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it made I, a lot of money. It was, it not was a disaster. an ecological disaster. <laughs> I mean. When you say it's a little bit deeper, the original, I mean, I felt like it was definitely, I had some issues with some of the stuff. It was definitely a popcorn summer movie. Yes. 
it certainly was big special effects um a lot of character development all over the place yeah um but i think that what i mean by deeper is that you kind of don't realize you just watched a disaster movie like i mean if you watch 2012 or san andreas or something like that or you know the old ones from the 70s uh like earthquake and uh whatever they are it's like oh yeah this is there's one thing happening here Mm -hmm. and it's it's this disaster that everyone's trying to live through and the original independence day i mean they're destroying the earth you know but it's it's more of a alien attack movie but really it's just a disaster movie i don't know well i I gotta i should say so i've probably mentioned on the show before but uh when everyone was at home in 2020 our family we did a bunch of movie brackets like march madness style yeah and in the 90s bracket we watched the original uh, independence day and i made sure we watched it on independence day oh cool and my kids my kids were just kind of meh yeah and and i was just so i maybe doesn't age well but i was just like man i'm like this movie was so great when I came out. I was yeah. so excited when it came out, and my kids were like, eh. Uh, you know, my kids were kind of the same way. We watched it last year also. Uh, they watched it for their first time, and I was so excited. And they, my kids are Will Smith fans, so they really liked Will Smith. But uh, they don't remember it much. I was talking about it the other day, and they're like, is that the movie where... And they couldn't remember, you know, but... There's so many great like lines in that movie. So and that's why I saw you down at the courthouse, like disowning your children too. That's right. Yeah. 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 In the disown your children line. <laughs> Family court line. <laughs> uh, oh, another good uh, alien like blockbuster movie. Uh, did you guys see The Edge of Tomorrow? Oh, I love yes. that movie. That was fantastic. No, don't you mean yes? Uh, oh. Die, L- lift, die, repeat. repeat. Lift, die, repeat. Yes. <laughs> Horrible name. Shame on you, marketing department. Was, was that the tagline? No, 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 no. no, that no, was, no. They that changed was... it. That was the new name. That's the sequel. Oh, was it? That's the sequel's no. name. Nope. 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 So it was, uh, it comes from a story called Live, Die, Repeat. Okay. And uh, it came out in movie theaters as The Edge of Tomorrow. But then when it came out on, or maybe I, it was the other. No, it was and the other And then when it around. came out on DVD, they changed the name, which yeah. was. That seems so dumb. It's like, hey, our movie's coming out on Remember DVD. Remember that movie that you saw in the theaters? You've never it's heard not, of it. <laughs> not on your shelves. <laughs> but it's such a cool movie. That the premise I is I think awesome. about the concept yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's well, and it's got the king of blockbuster movies, Tom Cruise in it. Oh, I thought you were. He really say is actually John Krasinski's wife, and Emily, Emily Blunt. Blunt. Emily Blunt. I mean, she's yeah. fantastic in that movie. Yes. Well, I love her. She's great in anything, right? Yeah, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> another blockbuster. <laughs> yes, Mary Poppins returns. Mary Poppins returns. Mary Poppins <laughs> resurgence. <laughs> this time she's all out of sugar. <laughs> is it Mary Poppins reflux? Is that what it is? <laughs> this time the medicine's not going to go down easy. Uh, well, <laughs> we've had a lot of sugar, guys. Yeah, Sorry. So. Uh, believe it or not, this conversation is much more interesting than the movie we watched. <laughs> hey, we're spoiling things. So, so are uh, we spoiling things? It's... Uh, ben yeah. decided to fall on his sword for us and give us the plot synopsis. So I was thinking about this as we were watching it. I was like, how would I explain this? And uh, if you don't guess... have any booms like Xander, <laughs> that they will not help. So well, here's it's here a, is it's the a plot sequel synopsis. to the first one. So what yeah. happened really briefly in the first one? Okay, in the first one, does somebody want to go over what happens in the first one? Aliens oh. come, they defeat the aliens by Boom. blowing them up. Computer viruses and a new computer in, virus and... in the mothership. In the mothership, yeah, it's yeah. Windows compatible. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's, so that's the really the second gist. one is twenty years later, and the aliens have returned, but we did harness some of their technology in mm-hmm. the in the meantime. Uh, the aliens have returned. They're coming back for what they were originally here for, which is mining the Earth's core, and we have to fight them. And uh, similarly, there's a mothership. It's a it's the queen, and they it's have to the kill the super queen. Super mothership. Yeah, the super mothership, which is gigantic. Uh, and they have to kill the queen, and so they fight the queen and eventually kill her. 
that is the whole movie. In between, what happens is uh, there are a ton of characters that we don't care about who have relationships that uh, are so... Far too interconnected. So, I mean, yeah, everybody's interconnected. And then there's just random people like a busload of kids that suddenly we're supposed to care about that Dude, came that out of camp. nowhere. Jackrabbit. <laughs> well, I mean, Judd Hirsch is driving them around, yeah. so you, you should yeah. care, the right? The other thing is that a lot of characters from the original one came back, or a few characters, yeah. right? Most of them uh, get to die in this movie. A few of them don't. And, not enough. Uh, Will Smith did not return, but... Uh, he, he and Malcolm did. He died. His, his the character movie. is dead. <laughs> yeah. They didn't really say. Did they say why or how he, his character died? They just said he's they gone. They didn't. They just put his picture in the White House and named yeah. bases or hospitals or something yeah. after him. I don't know. And uh, Jeff Goldblum is back, uh, but he doesn't get to like do anything other than be the guy who just knows everything. Like he doesn't do. I don't know. He doesn't really. He even goes do to anything. the moon. Yeah, I, well, I I appreciated him not telling us that we need to recycle like in the first right, one, right? Exactly. Um, and throwing a you know an <laughs> aluminum can in the recycling bin during a it talk. It was surprising. But... So I so you see Vivica a. Fox and yep. she's in like a business suit. So I thought you remember the preachiness of uh, being a stripper is okay in the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought okay, cool. Maybe she owns the club now. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. no, she's like a hospital administrator. Or something she works at the like hospital that. that's named after the president's. Wife. Wife. Right. And she gets killed off immediately. Yeah. That might be some sort of th- callback to the first one with her conversation with the first lady. Yeah, they yeah, were they kind of yeah, helped probably. each other. In but, the, uh, yeah. but but that would require way Man, more... Man, that's a stretch. That would require way more thought than I think went into this script. <laughs> mm. So, Ben, you, you forgot to mention the Pearl of Wisdom. Literally. Oh, yeah. The, the Space okay. Pearl of Wisdom. There, right. Yeah. I mean, I, the space I, I glossed over that. There is one thing that... Uh, an alien ship appears, uh, coincidentally, right at the same time that the aliens are attacking. Um, one of the aliens shows up and they shoot it immediately. And it turns out, oops, that was a good guy. Yep. Um, and it looks like a sphere. Uh, it's a white ball with a line across it. And it is a race of beings that knows how to fight the aliens. They and... permanently uploaded themselves to the metaverse. Yep. And they want to help... <laughs> They're survive uploaded yeah yeah and everyone's having visions and drawing a picture that does not even look like it but everyone thinks that it looks like it they're drawing a q and it's supposed to look like a theta we thought it was QAnon at first if you know what a theta is yeah. it theta is that the one the circle, circle with a line, line through through it looks the like the power side. on button is yes. what it is well that's what the drawing looks that's like that's what the, the line that's yeah. not what the little ship the ship like. kind of looks like the head of the depressed robot in yes, uh, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, in the little circle, I think they really want you to think that it's the alien ships. Because remember, they were circular, and they kind of had like that long square front of the ships in the original ones. Remember oh, how right. they were circular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like, a long like, like a they tower coming out of the front of it. They're like, the, oh, yeah. it's those aliens, not this other alien I that is always it. looking at you straight on with right. its little... I don't know. Cylon eyes. Yeah. From the 70s. Not from the 2000s. Some styles are timeless. Yeah. <laughs> so was that, there was supposed to be a twist there when we watched it? Is that what I that think was it was a twist, yeah, in, in the first act. I think they were trying to keep us guessing. Yeah. Throughout okay. a lot of it, right? Like, are they the bad guys? They Look how well prepared we are. Yeah. We shot them down immediately. Hooray. I think the twist is that you paid money to see it. Like at the they, end, you're they, like, what? I paid to see this? We didn't. Danny's parents did. Oh, <laughs> they, they they kept showing us that little symbol, didn't they? They did. It's yeah. like, okay, we're... I mean, there were so many just random things thrown in. Well, oh, to be, oh, to be honest, the first one had a lot of stuff like that, too, though. Like, there's all these different storylines. The first one's going right, on. not a master class. It, of yeah. I know, right. But I just, I just remembered something. Uh, this film was a listener request. Oh, really? Yeah. So from my that's friend, important. From my friend Christian, he said you should watch Independence Day: Resurgence for your season sequels. And I said I've never seen that movie. And I looked it up. It's like, oh, it's thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, both audience and uh, critics. And so it's like, okay, that that sounds like a good one. So shout out to Christian. Thank you for listening. 
Thanks, Christian. Yep. Good job. You're our second listener. I from is Mike and Christian. So he did, <laughs> he spoke to you. He didn't actually send an email to, to us. He he sent me an instant message because I work with him. Okay. okay. I did get an email from Google. They said that if we don't get any more emails soon, they're going to cancel our <laughs> email account. So please email us at the guys at exceptionallybad.com. Sorry. We're, yeah, we Just keep getting emails from plug. some prints. In, who wants help of Prince from Nigeria or something. How do you right? think we fund this baby? <laughs> yeah. Apple um, gift cards. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right uh, back after these words. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, sorry I threw off the flow, but... Uh, does anybody have a, a favorite part of this film that they want to like dive into? There, I there were so many. Uh, I can't even say with a straight face. So many great, great things in this movie. I thought I had some really good like product placement. Um, <laughs> like really? For, okay, yeah. tell like what? Yeah. You're in the market for a school bus. <laughs> no school bus summer camp. No. Come on, moon milk. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> <laughs> milk from the moon. <laughs> Just uh, explain. I, when did we see that? It was just a carton of milk out of yeah. a thing on their moon base. I just thought it was hilarious that they had moon branded moon milk. Yeah, that's where the the physics started to the wheels off the physics bus started to come off. Was the moon base? Yeah, and the whole uh, conflict there with mm-hmm. they were putting up they were so. Uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother. His name Liam. Liam, Liam Hemsworth. I was gonna say Ian, but he was wrong. Yeah, Liam. So he's he's our uh, he's Jake Morrison. He's our protagonist. One of the many protagonists. Yes. He's the uh, Han Solo-ish soldier that. But he he and the most annoying character in the he's movie. Maverick. He's not Han Solo. Well, he's just like the <laughs> devil may care. He breaks all the rules. He has a scruffy beard. Yeah, he's a, he's a nerve herder, really. Yeah. And uh, he he mm. and the most annoying pilot in the movie, yeah, whose name I didn't even bother to learn. I didn't either. Uh, they're they're helping us to assemble a giant kind of satellite dish. It's a laser beam. laser beam, yeah. like the from alien tech from the first film. Remember how the alien ships would slowly build up a laser beam. And that's how they, it how they destroyed the White House. Yep. And that's how Randy Quaid uh, helps defeat them. Spoiler alert. And um, <laughs> and so they're built they have a they're putting that up on the moon, but something goes something there's all these glitches because the aliens are coming and something goes wrong on their little... also the co pilot is terrible at his job. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so but that's where the this is where the physics wheels start to come off the bus because <laughs> gravity on the moon is so much less than gravity on, on Earth yeah. that everybody falling and like, oh, trying to grip and, and having a hard time, like thinking they're going to fall like they're on the Earth was yeah. starting to kind of drive me crazy. Uh, so when the laser beam thing starts to fall over because their ship malfunctions, I was like, there's really no need to panic. This is going to be falling very slowly and you can mobilize people to fix this. Yeah. Part of, part of me wonders how they got 20 years in the future with this technology because literally, so you know when you're building something and you take all of the scaffolding off before you actually secure any of the right. bolts for the structure? Like That's the, how they set like, up the space laser is they right. take 10, at least 10 <laughs> tugs because I, I think they're like tug 11. Right. They, they're positioning this laser and, and then they're like, okay, it's a line. Everybody fly away. Yeah. Before the thing is fully anchored down. Like, that's the dumbest thing. Well, you know the 11th player is the most important. That's true. That's true. So, uh... Never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. Well, okay, so physics. So, Let's talk about oh, some that's, of the other that's, physics. Yeah, thank okay, you. Okay, go ahead. That actually, that triggered my mind. So, uh... This movie had some physics that I have now begun to call Moonfall physics yep. because there's the movie Moonfall that came out this year uh, in which the moon is crashing into the earth and weird things happen as the because as the moon gets closer, the gravity, like, uh, this is spoiler alert for Moonfall, 
as the moon gets closer, things get lifted off of the earth. Like gravity chunks, gets wacky. Yeah, gravity is, is weird. So big chunks of earth, even the oxygen gets pulled away and all kinds of stuff um, as the moon gets closer. And this uh, spaceship, the mothership thing that, that's landing is bigger than the moon. And so as it's coming down, like the whole earth is being lifted up, like Tokyo gets lifted up into space or whatever. Only while they're landing. Yeah. And only when they're like 10,000 feet in the air. Right. And the, the, you see these cars all floating up into space, but then you, there's like airplanes just sitting there not being, or like the tug is sitting there watching it happen. It's all being lifted up and the tug's not being affected at all. It's got the alien tech. Uh, I see. (laughs) Well, and Weird. the ship scrapes the moon. <laughs> like it, 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 it that was so gives it a buzz cut. It runs into the moon. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't affect the tides at all. Right. This is the Superman 4 universe. Right. <laughs> okay, so... so wh- plot aside. Yeah. Wh- I mean, this ship is indestructible. Like, the mothership It took thing? a glancing blow oh, of our right. moon... It was just like, meh, not a big problem. I don't understand why they needed their space laser. Like, literally just fly that thing straight into the equator and just, like, put a little bit of spin on the ship. And literally just, like... Be a buzzsaw. Buzzsaw (laughs) in half and, you know, crack it open like a juicy egg and then suck out the war molten core. Because they're after the molten core. I don't know if that got mentioned before. That's... The aliens are after the... Listen, when I break open my Cadbury eggs at Easter... I you're break it that, in half and then take out the core. You're after that molten core? If yeah. you're going to have a soft-boiled egg, do you stick a straw in it and suck it out? No, you crack it open. <laughs> you just easily pull out the juicy core. Don't be telling me how to eat my soft-boiled egg. <laughs> What's wrong keep... with the chocolate shell on the Cadbury? i got to keep that, uh, the straw companies in business. <laughs> so weird. Well, so that, yeah, so they've come down to the do. Zod, they do a Zod-like thing. Remember, if you remember from Man of Steel, Zod has some big machine. He's trying to turn the Earth into Krypton. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they do a similar thing where they're going after the the core. Mm-hmm. But because it powers all their ships, they say that at one point. But their ship is so big. Yeah. I mean, it's like across the whole face of the Earth. Not like. Yeah, I mean, it covers like the whole. Like a whole giant. What did you say it was? It like had a diameter of three thousand three thousand miles, miles diameter. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, like the size of Asia. Yeah, you know, and it has its own aloe plants growing inside. That's right. It's got its own ecosystem Everything. inside. Yeah. It's wild. It, the whole thing is just absurd to me. Like, mm-hmm. why do you need to land? Right? Like, yeah. Why expose yourself to anything? Like, literally, just park. So. A, 16 miles above the planet and just blast into the right. ground. You don't right? even like, have to land on the planet. Everybody yeah, is so like, weird. there's so much, what's the name of this? Resurgence? Revenge? Which yeah. one is it? I honestly don't remember. Regurgitation. Regurgitation. Re- <laughs> Reflux. I cannot remember. Resurgence. It, but like. <laughs> oh, wait, that's what I felt like doing. <laughs> Re- refluxing. <laughs> everybody makes the worst decision yeah. possible. Everybody. Literally every single person makes the worst decision. Yeah. So. This is a science fiction movie, and I love science fiction. And I will say that there is a ton of stuff on here that I think somebody just, like, threw a pile of ideas together. And they're like, how can we make all of this? How can we connect the dots, you know? Because they have some cool ship designs. There's some cool... I mean, the effects are great. Um, But then it's like... (laughs) Here's a big, giant idea. Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it lasts about three three minutes on screen, and then let's move on to the next idea. The the dartboard of sci-fi ideas. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, I liked the rotorless helicopter. That thing was kind of cool. I mean, the it looked fish, like a fish yeah. flying through the sky, but it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, a lot of the ships were really well designed. I, you know, you were we were trying to talk about what we liked about this movie, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the special effects definitely were the strength. Of it, just like the original, I think the special effects were. That's what Independence Day is known for. Um, this was a movie had a was a budget of 165 million dollars. Oh, so you know you would expect that the special effects would be great, especially when pretty much all of the cast have their own cameos. They're not really. Maybe Liam Hemsworth is in there the most, but and maybe and Brent Spiner definitely had a bigger role than he did in the first 
mm-hmm. one, but th- not everyone's on the sc- on the screen for very long. Right. So you would think that the cast isn't really. There's a lot of members of the cast, but you would think that they would all be grateful to be have an appearance in the movie rather than take a big chunk out of the budget. I mean, that's a that's big true. budget for what this movie is. Well, if you're does, colonizing the moon, you need some money. Oh, it, it's <laughs> certainly mean, beautiful to look at. Yeah. But, does man. it feel like it was a, like a special effects reel in search of a story? Yeah, really. Right? Like, yeah. It does. They're like, I Often have... that's the case. Instead of like, you know how they say, well, like 10,000 monkeys on 10,000 typewriters can right. write something. It's yeah, like, yeah. if you have 10,000 special effects artists in a room with 10,000 <laughs> special computers, right? Like, you get, <laughs> you get this movie. Uh, as Part of that industry, I would like to say that we recognize that special effects artists are not monkeys at computers. <laughs> no, fair. That, that's not the point I'm trying to make, but it's like, you know, even artists need direction, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So right. it's like, I feel like there wasn't direction. They were like, no, no. What is the coolest thing you can make on your so, computer? And I don't even care. Like, we'll, we'll, whatever you make, we're going to find a way to stitch that into this other dude's cool picture. That's, I mean, that's, so if you ever watch the credits, uh, at the end of a movie, a special effects movie like this, yeah. there's too much, way too much special effects for one place to do it. Even yeah. a gigantic place like Industrial Light and Magic or Weta. They do a chunk of it, but then there are like a dozen smaller Contractor little kind of stuff. Uh, companies that do a whole bunch of different things. And um, when they're contracted, what happens is they'll get just some shots and they're like, here's your, what you're supposed to do. And they don't have any idea of no the context, context. Yeah. of what it is or anything. And I feel like they, they sent out a dozen people to a dozen different places and say, okay, just have them do some cool, let them come up with something cool and we'll work it all together. And yes. we'll, we'll tie it together in a story afterwards. That's cool. totally what it the feels cart like. before the horse. We're going to have a right. scene yeah. where London's destroyed That's and right. Tokyo gets sucked up and, all these different cities, just like in the first movie. And a giant starfish lands on the earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's several times during the film I mentioned that it would have been pretty cool if Godzilla showed up. Oh, it felt like Godzilla several times. Yeah. It was it was Godzilla, but without Godzilla. There was if, a Godzilla moment. you know what moment. I mean. Yeah. If you know what I mean. The, the queen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Wait. Yeah. So I guess... Yeah. So we, we talked about how it's just a bunch of random ideas, and I would argue that they that they are linked together by cold fusion, but because um, <laughs> you hear that term a lot. Uh, but but I was so a lot of characters return to this from the first film. Yeah. So President Whitmore, yes, returns. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Uh, Brent Spiner as yep. the sci- mad Dr. Science. Doctor Oaken. Yeah, Doctor Oaken. Um, Fresh out of a coma. Yeah, twenty years. Vivica A. Fox. Yep, she's not in it for very long. Uh, Jet Hirsch, we mentioned. Um, the Gold Bloom. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the little kids all growed up. So yeah, it's different characters. So different got, actors, but yeah. you got A Train. Yep. A Train from the Boys. And and then the little girl grown up too, but uh, so I'm, I I. Through the movie, I'm like, were they contractually obligated to bring some of these guys back? Because we mentioned Judd Hirsch didn't have anything really no to do. No reason. No point to exist. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, I love the guy. Yeah. I was hoping they were going to wipe him out. Yeah. I mean, they already had gone through and wiped out several characters, yep. right? And you're like, oh, okay, this is how they're starting. Well, I think it would have been more impactful, and it would have given Jeff, with, I don't even remember his name. David Levinson, Levinson, given him more motivation, even yeah. right? You'd be like, because everybody's like, "You killed my dad!" Like that's everybody's backstory. Yeah, you killed my mom. You killed my dad. He's the only one that's not right. right? Was he kind of a comedic um, relief in the first movie? He recall? was a little bit, but uh, I feel like it was better placed. Yeah, right. Like yeah. it, it made was, there sense. was a relationship between those two where it was like. You know, he hopes that his son will be something awesome, and his son yeah. finally gets a chance to be awesome. Yeah. Right. Well, there was something there. I can't remember. Was he a rabbi in the first one? Mm, I don't. I don't know, know if, if he, he was, was a rabbi, rabbi, but he was trying. To, he he was definitely religious. And well, yeah, he was trying was, to get. Yeah, because trying I, to get him to be like, hey. Yeah. Well, because I remember it was a big thing when he tells his son, like, I haven't talked to God in years. So That's I was like, right. So I was like, yeah, I was wonder, was he, was he? Because it it was a big surprise to him. 
to Goldblum's character. So I was like, right. oh, maybe he was like a rabbi or something. And um, so, but that brought some kind of, I don't know, kind of grounded. That, There's yep, a the reason for it. That, yeah. Yeah. And in that first one. Yeah. And, you know, and Jeff Goldblum's character in the first one, like the whole thing is he was kind of a sad sack. Mm-hmm. Like brilliant yep. guy, but was not. Uh, couldn't catch a break. Couldn't catch a break. Mm-hmm. And so I think they tried to make him that again, but it's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. He's already the the hero of the world. Everyone in the world knows who he is. And, and, right. And so they tried to they tried to have it both ways with his character. It just didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you get the sense to like I think they tried to set it up where he is kind of like the lead scientist across Jeff Goldblum? Yes. Yeah. Across the planet. But literally in the first like 15 minutes we learn there's like five or six different things he doesn't isn't aware of like that they were mining into like they the were mining, like how after 20 years have you not gone in and investigated every single and one of these that giant so, hole in the ground the thing to me that's the most surprising is that when they go to africa and see the the big hole that the ship did in 1996 yeah that that uh the ubuntu i think is his I name ubuntu who uh the machete guy? Yeah, the machete guy. He's a uh, a warlord. And he has learned the language of the aliens. Like, he's spent who knows how much time, but he's got, like, tick marks all over his arm Yeah, for every alien that he killed. And, uh, and he's he, got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he is the only person on Earth who has decoded their language and can read their language, their hieroglyphs. So... Maybe I missed it in the. Fr- I don't remember it from the first one because a psychic connection between President Whitmore and the aliens. I have no idea because I understand it with Brett Spiner's character because in the first one, like one of the best scenes is grabbed. when the alien wraps this tentacle thing around yes, his right. throat and it mm-hmm. speaks through him. And so, but I'm like, like, why does the president have this psychic connection, and why does the warlord, the warlord have yeah. this psychic connection with the with the aliens? So many questions. Because they needed it too. Because the plot required it. <laughs> I mean, there, there's lots of things like that. Like, even, I mean, so Brent Spi- is Spiner Spinner. Spiner. Spiner. Yeah, his his character has been in a coma basically since the events that went down in the first one. To the fact that he doesn't even know if they've won yet when he wakes up. So he's not moved in twenty years yet. Within a day, he's running around. And he's in charge again. In charge, for some reason, he's in charge of Area 51 again. And, um, yeah, it it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would anybody even let him in the room? Let alone, oh, Being yeah, charge. let's let the coma patient go run everything. But Well, that's true. But I, I, I have to say, for, for me... I feel you remember when we watched Cool as Ice mm-hmm. so long ago, and we thought this was a joke that everyone but Vanilla Ice was in on. Right. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he was the only one who was in on the joke. Who got the joke? Yeah, that's right. Because totally. he was he that's was true. over his character was so over the top. Like he was actually really fun to watch, even though it made zero sense. Yeah. What he was doing, but he he you could tell he was having a blast, and his character almost made it worth sitting through. He he was actually a lot of fun to watch. Right. Like just little jokes, like where he's wandering around. I don't honestly. I don't know how he got from the hospital to Area Fifty One, but he still oh, had no. his scrubs on yeah. and was like <laughs> scratching his butt while That's he's dragging, right. dragging IV his IV like... bags. <laughs> Everybody knew that he stole the movie in the in, just in the few scenes that he was in in the right. first one, so they needed him to come back, and he delivered. I mean, he was, yep. he's just really he more than delivered. Yeah, he... he's always entertaining on screen. Well, yeah. Was he still Data in the first? Was New, Next Generation still on the air? I don't think it was. No, this I was. Think it, it was post. Yeah. But he. But it was still enough. In oh, everybody knew. Everyone, everyone, everyone knew he was in data. Fact, yeah. uh, my memory is this was like, oh, this is data, and it was like the first time I'd seen him not as data. That's, in in that's, the first. In the first movie, yeah. yeah. That's that was my memory of it. So he was hilarious, and like, <laughs> there's so many scenes where he's just like cuckoo wacky, where. Like, almost like he's breaking the fourth wall. Like, he's right. like, I'm making this joke for you, Ben. <laughs> and for you, Nate. And for you, Bracken. <laughs> and it delivered. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> were, there, were there any good parts about this movie? Like, special effects aside. Yeah. Right? Special like, it was, it was 
eye candy for sure. There's I mean, be- there's some beautiful people in this movie. Uh, I do think I did enjoy some cameos by some up and coming actresses who are really big names now. Um, is it Mike Maika Monroe? And uh, yeah, the she played Patricia the Whitmore. daughter. Yeah. The daughter of the former uh, president. Of Whitmore. Yeah, yeah, Joey King, who was just in... Um, I know her from the act, and she's been in a lot of yes. she's in a lot of stuff right now. I know her from The Conjuring. And then McKenna Grace, who was just amazing. And, I mean, that's a star... She was so good. Star performance. She's going to have a big career in front of her, and she's already been in, like, over 60 things. Oh, gosh. So, and she was so young in this she was movie. So yeah, little, like... she was so little in this, so... I mean, she's, they're only in it for like maybe five, ten minutes, but, you yeah. know, they cut back to them several times, but just c- kind of cool to see them. Can I, can I ask a question about that? Do you think there was like a sweepstakes or something? I'm trying to understand why these children were even brought into the movie. It, yeah. it made no sense. It didn't move the story they along. They came at out all. of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. And then they also bring in like, the the bus Even full of kids. more kids and i just it honestly it didn't make any sense to me and there's this there's whole no thing where judd hirsch is like they're like i think we'll live with you now and he's like i think i'll I, i'd like that or whatever and it's like is this supposed to be touching we've seen you in a total of like three shots yeah. prior to this yeah. and you came out of nowhere and like to us the audience you are judd hirsch's uh uber yeah. driver yeah well right? then he becomes the driver well, yeah, because so, uh, their parents are in Florida, and who wouldn't cry when... Because they're in Florida? Yeah. That's what well, she said. I mean, the kids My in parents the first... are in Florida, and she starts crying, and then... Well, because like, have well, you been to Florida? <laughs> <laughs> My parents are Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, so I wonder if that's the callback to the first one when you've got Randy Quaid and his kids. That made sense though. And well, yeah. I'm just wondering if they're yeah. trying to tap into that like, I... oh, this is like in the first one. Right. And it didn't make any sense. Like so the president's daughter um is in the movie is in the movie and yep. Will Smith and Vivica Fox's son is in the movie. Yep. And I kept wanting to see Randy Quaid's kids right. in the movie. I feel the same way. And it was like, well, you brought everybody else's like the next generation in, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. To, I mean, because obviously, honestly, their dad saved humanity. That's true. <laughs> and so, like, you'd think that they would have, you'd, you'd think they would be in the movie, but they weren't. <laughs> and, oh yeah, it's a crying shame. They missed and, that. I mean, otherwise, it was a perfect film. Yeah, good point. I I was gonna say it was perfect, but you convinced me. Yeah, it's, it's not perfect. I'm waiting for the master class <laughs> from the director. So the director, Roland Emmerich, he has done a lot of movies. And it was great as we were, I was looking at his uh, movies that he's done. Uh, I'll name some of them. Moonfall, uh, The Day After Tomorrow, The Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, um, 2012. These are all movies that uh, we kept referencing as we were watching this. That not like, realizing, yeah, not realizing that they were all made by the same person who made this film. Though I think he actually made the first Independence Day. Also, he did. So I mean, he's got grand ideas, and you can kind of see a thread of his ideas through all of his movies. Stargate also. Stargate, right? I think he has a thing for the planet, though. He like, did all I of the Stargates, I think he does right? not like the planet. Yeah. He's like, in everything he does, he's trying to destroy the planet. He's like the anti-Greta Thunberg, right? Like, <laughs> where what? she's trying to save everything, he is trying to destroy it. What movie did we watch where we're like, oh, this director or writer really hates cops? Do you guys remember that? Oh, oh it was uh, Masters of the Universe. I thought it was oh, Taxi. Right. Uh, well, there's that too, but uh, yeah, he's he's the like, he, he oh, no hates, my science project. Yeah, he hates yes, yes my he hates project. he hates F- the F- earth. Pigs. Yeah, <laughs> he hates the earth like <laughs> like that guy. That. Yeah. He, so you know how I know this is a masterpiece? No, oh. <laughs> twelve writers. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> and nobody shared notes. <laughs> 
Well, it, yeah, okay. Just... So one of those has got to be original character, you know, characters based on, right? Oh, from the original. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't know if they came back, but when you guys were in 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 elementary school, did you guys ever do a thing where it was either an art project or a creative writing essay where you would start at some point and you would just you would only expose like the last sentence of the thing that you'd written before, and then the next person takes that. And builds their block and then covers it and then moves it to the next person. Uh, so either you get this crazy art project that is just, everybody laughs when they expose it. They're like, oh my right. gosh, there's no way I would have guessed that. I feel like this story was written that way where yeah. they're like, okay, I've, I told 15 minutes worth of story. At the end of this, there is a space laser on the moon. Go. <laughs> right? And then yeah, the next right. people are like, okay, so there's a space laser on the moon. And it destroys a circular space planet. Or space, space, what is it? Spaceship. Yeah. Spaceship. And, oh no, it wasn't the good guy. Or it, it was the bad the guys. Bad it guys. was the good guys. Drats. Okay. And you go now. Because <laughs> none of it, it makes any absolutely, sense. It honestly doesn't totally. make any sense. That actually makes way more sense. Like uh, it actually would make this entertaining to think of it that way. That, hey, but they're look, just little they're, they're vignettes. Just little vignettes that yeah. somebody sewed together. It's like the writing prompt in your creative writing class, and yeah. they're like, teacher got the papers mixed up yes. when, you, <laughs> when, they, when you gathered them up. I think it inspired you to think about it so much more than I. I'm just kind of like, all right, I, I could just leave it alone at this point. Well, it does also feel like it was written by a 13-year-old. Yeah. Because there's there's plenty yeah. of like, yeah. okay, I'm going to use my space laser on you. Oh, yeah? I'm going to use my bigger space laser and take out your space laser. What do you think of that? <laughs> I'm going to have some moon milk. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to so... use my thermonuclear bomb. <laughs> or no, my cold bomb. fusion bomb. Yeah, well, I'm going to use my personal shield. Well, I've got a fusion engine. <laughs> so there's some points in the movie, too, where they've got throwaway lines where you think... Okay, this is a clue as to how they're going to defeat the aliens later on. Right. Like, like you, you always defeat them from behind, yeah. and the guy kind of stabs them with his knives, and then that never really comes up again. I mean, it kind of does. does. It does. Dude, they, that's how they kill the that's queen. That's how they kill yeah. the queen. That's also how people they get killed in Star Wars. That. They, the they yelled, "Shoot her in the back by her tentacles. That's her weak spot." And of course, it's you know the big giant spot that's facing up. As she's running on all fours. Yeah. yeah. Being surrounded by the tornado of spaceships. That's right. Chasing the bus. The he didn't direct Twister, m- did he? Morbid time. <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. <laughs> oh, she had the bat circling her? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was like a tornado of bats all circling, protecting her. Let's see. Did he? I don't think he did Twister. I don't Twister. see it. So, can you think of any reason, again, I'm trying to put some reason to this movie, why would would the queen personally go after anything? She literally has unlimited resources. There's nothing we can do to stop her. Like, all she has to do is just wait it out, drill for 15 more minutes, humanity's done, and then go from there, right? Like, I don't know, I just... (laughs) Well, when she picks up the space MacGuffin... Yeah, and doesn't crush it immediately. Yeah. It reminded me of the very end of Men in Black, when it turns out our galaxy is a marble that some alien right. puts in its bag of marbles. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because I even said that to the TV. I'm like, oh, you got it, now smash it. Yeah. But instead she... Runs somewhere. Goes running with it. Who knows? Maybe it's her bowling ball. Yeah. It's her Tamagotchi. This movie makes no sense. If yep. you guys are picking up how scattered it is, like <laughs> our our thoughts are scattered. We are literally like chronologically going through this movie. Right. Like that's how scattered this movie is. I, so I wanted to ask you, we talked about some of the characters who came back. Did you all, any of the new characters, did any of them stick out to you? Like, do you like any of the characters? Do you know even. The Chinese girl had what, long hair. I will yeah. do. I will do you one better. Okay. I will buy you a 12-pack of any drink of your choice if you can give me the name of one new character. I'm not even kidding. One single new character. Uh, okay. Look at your cheat sheets. Uh, and you can't I already say, said one. You can't say the Chinese pilot. Uh, Dikembe. General. Uh, uh, Jian. I can't say his, his first name was Dikembe. Uh, Mbutu. Mbutu. 
Mobutu okay. was his name. Yeah, it was. General, but I had to look it up earlier. You did get that right. Say it. I feel but like I, that's I, cheating, though. No, General, I, I totally yeah. cheated because I looked it up Jang? just a second ago. Jang? I can tell you the actress who plays the Chinese pilot's name is like Angela Baby or something. That's right, Angela Baby. Yeah. All one word. But, I mean, these people don't have complex names. They were... The main and, character. And they really didn't have complex His name characters is at Jake. All. Jake. Then we've got Dylan, who is A-Train. A-Train. Right? Well, who's the annoying pilot guy? I don't... I, I found him... Fist face? Because that's what you want to do? It's either Floyd it's, Rosenberg... It's oh, no, Charlie he's the Miller. He, it's Charlie. Yeah. Travis Trope is the actor. Or Travis Tope Travis is the Tope. actor. And then Nicholas Wright is the what is he a UN negotiator or something? He, he comes. He's got lawyer vibes. Oh, he's like the nerdy accountant guy. He's like the oh, dude from that Jurassic guy, Park. That's right. Right. And he's like, he tells the guy, "Give me your, katana. give me your katanas and teach me everything you know." Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy walks away. And Ben and I are like, "That's not a katana." That's right. He, he's got machetes on his back. Those are not katanas. <laughs> Uh, it is telling, though, like, they have a huge cast of people, and many of their them are on screen for significant amounts of time, and we ha- don't care about a single one of them. I think one of them was a fiancé to somebody else. Yep. We did mention, though, that, like, all of the characters are interconnected by at least two other characters. It's like this weird thing it's where like it's, like, a it's a microcosm. Of, right. Everybody knows each other. Literally everybody on Earth now knows each other. And on the moon. And on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> right. The Chinese pilot, the commander of the base is her dad. Yeah. Right. Who doesn't like Jake because right. he's a crummy pilot. Dylan almost died because Jake punched him. Jake is dating the former president's daughter the, the, the former, former first president's daughter. first daughter like <laughs> that's just off the top of my head right like it's so interconnected and everybody's saying everybody's name nobody cares there's yeah. no reason to care at there, all there's a new president uh sella ward it's not poltergeist three level of t- saying their names but no then we and remember is that who? yeah sela ward sela ward and she i didn't like her uh i didn't even care when she died <laughs> I was I did. like, she didn't, and she died off screen. Yeah, you didn't. That's she didn't true. even get a moment. <laughs> really, she, I think she was brought on to pause and say, "Whatever, like, yeah, no she, execute or yeah, like." She was just like vicious. She was. She's like, like attack she approved. Was a hawk. She's like, yeah, yeah, blast him out of the. Or she didn't even say stuff well, like that. Yeah. She goes her last approved. Her last yeah. line was like, "There will be no peace." Yeah, and then Cheyenne Mountain or wherever they all are. Yeah. So all of the U.S. government is destroyed yep. because the random captain commander military guy is now the president that's his name captain commander captain <laughs> captain <laughs> commander his name is guy. major colonel <laughs> it was captain commander guy okay he's your president <laughs> oh hail captain commander oh man bracket what were your thoughts on this movie you've been awfully quiet and i know you super enjoyed this movie because you were talking quite frequently during the movie <laughs> uh yeah, I agree with you guys. There were really not a lot of characters that you could really grab onto, and uh, there were if they if there were characters that stuck out to you, they were usually annoying, mm-hmm. and you did not like them. And or if it was a returning cast member, they just died quickly, you know, after a couple scenes. So yep. you're kind of left there not caring about the characters. You know, kind of what the story is going to be because mm-hmm. it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess they could have a really bad ending and leave it hanging, like at the end of Empire Strikes Back, for a third one, or they could just end it exactly like the first one. They did. They leave did it set. Open yeah, they did set open. this up huge for a third. It wasn't quite Mac and me saying we'll be back. That's true. But it was pretty close. But they kind of told you nose. where they were going to go with the next one. So and just just to explain the sphere people. There's only one left of them, mm-hmm. and supposedly it has like the collective knowledge of all sorts well, of these civilizations. They have a refugee planet that they take they other a races shield, to. Yeah, and a secret planet. A secret planet. Yeah, and the the bad aliens. Do we ever know what? Did they ever get a name? Or are they mm-hmm. just the bad aliens? The bad aliens. Um, they even kind of have like a recovery method. So even if one of the queen dies and their ship stops. Supposedly, they can remotely retrieve everything, which seems like if you can remotely control the ship, why wouldn't 
why why would it matter if you kill a queen like right. just another one be like it's a it's good i'll step in yeah substitute teacher level kind That's of stuff right. and you'd be like, like yeah. look it's not going to be as coordinated but we can still take over the planet <laughs> <laughs> so uh one other key point is that this uh takes place on july 4th again again yeah because apparently that's an important day for aliens to invade and the rest and the rest of the civilized planet well they know know everyone's gonna be home yeah that's a good point (laughs) isn't that where when all the planets align isn't that oh that's right they showed the alignment maybe that was just showing that which solar system it was Uh, from the the sun I was yeah. thinking that the Titans would be released, you know, like in Hercules. <laughs> but um, Do you think that's what they were digging for? Could be. Ultimately was to release the, the Titans. Yeah. I, that's a good point. Yeah. That would actually make it a more interesting film. <laughs> I, so, I, I think this movie would be fun to be like rewrite stuff. Like they really were digging to the core to release Titans who were they're from this rate. I mean, cause the, the queen's like 60 to 80 feet tall. Right. Like, wouldn't that be great if all of a sudden there's a fire titan that they release and they're like, hooray, we saved the fire titan. Let's go to Jupiter and release the ice titan. Well, so it was crazy to me, um, President Whitmore, um, Bill Pullman's character, sacrifices himself like um, Randy Quaid's character before right. him. For no reason. And it was meaningless. Yep. <laughs> and there was like no build up to it. Like I, when it happened, I thought it was the ending because it's a false ending. Yeah. Um. And I was like, oh, man, that was really disappointing climax because I didn't realize we were already at the climax and it's over. And then it turns out, oh, it wasn't the climax and it was meaningless. And and it didn't have nearly the impact as Randy Quaid's. No, not at all. What is it like? I'm back, boys. Or what was he saying? boys. I'm back. Yeah. So one of the most memorable scenes in the original one is what we already referred to was the Brent Spiner scene when he gets possessed yeah. by the alien on behind glass and there's smoke and he gets pressed up against the glass. And it's a, it's a big moment that people kind of remember. Right. And they kind of try to recreate that, but without Brent Spiner yeah. doing that part, he was on the other side of the glass and Bill Pullman, the former president is on the side of glass and he kind of does that. And, I mean, what were your thoughts? I mean, this, <laughs> this is this whole that scene I'm referring to. I mean, it's yep. just kind of I emblematic of this whole movie. <laughs> it they just kind of try to recreate what happened <laughs> in the first movie again and again, but nah. it wasn't the I same. Think, I think Bill Pullman had enough of drawing circles with lines through them that he just wanted to end it. Like everybody <sighs> thought he had some master plan. He's like, guys, I've been trying to off myself for the past oh, six no. years, and he just like. He's like, I'm going to go release the alien and yeah. high five it. Ah, oh, that didn't work. I just translated for them. Okay, right. I'm going to go blow up the mothership. I'll be right back. Yeah. I, I found myself just thinking about his hair and how it was styled more than the character or the story mm-hmm. or caring about anything. I mean, when I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, he's, he's shaved now and his hair's still tussled the same way it was when he got out of bed and kind of you know he's a he's a traumatized former president um you know and i like both but i like him but he's just it just seemed like this movie was just lacking he was and, wasted yeah he yeah. was wasted well we first meet him and he is this like codger very kind of he's got like a club foot it kind he's, of seems like he may have alzheimer's he's using a yeah he's yeah. he's he he's disturbed. PTSD. Yeah. You think he's yeah. you think he's heavily medicated. He's got a oh, cane. That's right. He he's can't, opening. He's waking up from a nightmare. Right. He yeah. can't move around. To fast forward to when he dies, he's he gives a, a sort of speech, and you know he flies off. And so you know he dies. It's meaningless. And you're yeah. like, okay, the movie can keep going. And then you find yourself <laughs> wishing that that was the climax. Right. Yeah. And because then we, we have your Godzilla moment where the giant queen. Is galloping across the salt flats after mm-hmm. the school bus. Did you also think it was weird that they have these shields that they can pop up randomly whenever they want? Yeah, that can stop literally everything. Like it the stopped ship her ship. Bumps the ship into just it. like yeah. thunk bounces on the inside of the shield. I'd be like, why waste your time on space leaders? Like wrap that planet yep. in like twelve layers of that stuff, and yep. you're good to go. But and then, but for some reason, the queen can escape the. 
the shield. Like, just walks right yeah, through. Yeah, she just like, walks right through. She's like, no, that's no problem. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to make sense of this, guys. It's I'm plot, really trying really hard. It's plot armor. It is. She has plot armor. She has plot breakthrough armor. She has armor and plot armor. <laughs> and shields. Yeah. So, should we vote? I mean, you, wanna, you don't want to keep talking about it? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, do you want to start us off? Uh, it's bad. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to, I'm going to expand a little bit more (laughs) and slowly say it's bad. (laughs) I just want to throw it out and ask the question. So this movie's kind of bad, right? Uh, if you were, you know, they leave you hanging for that sequel. Was this movie so bad if that sequel were made? I'd watch it. Would you watch it? I would. What if it? Yeah, I was gonna. I, I was gonna start with you know it was mediocre. Would yeah, you be yeah. interested? What if it was really well received, and it picked up where this movie took? Would you? Would you see it? I would. Wait, if this was a good movie, w- was no, this was this movie, movie so stinky yeah. that you wouldn't even go see a really really good sequel? I, absolutely, I would watch the third one. Would you? Even you if would. even if they were like it's on par with the second one because I'm like what if, I gotta what see, if they got, see it too. what if they resurrected Will Smith they cloned him or something <laughs> he came back and his from his they DNA, found him yeah. in the other part of the moon that had and you know not been scraped away there's DNA like mixed in with eight yeah. different, different versions of him and that didn't work whatever <laughs> that somehow they got you know it's a good sequel and you, you okay. would see it okay yeah. 100% I, look it doesn't ruin the memory of the first yeah, yeah. one yeah and it it wasn't so it's it's not good, but like, I, I'm we're struggling to come up with fun things to say because yeah. you know yeah. like that. I mean that's one thing that we enjoy and one of the the highlights of good bad movies, right? The exceptionally bad movies is that they are fun. There's something so absurdly weird about it, mm-hmm. like dropping an ice cube drop water into yeah, somebody's yeah. mouth is supposed to be a turn on, right? Like yeah. this doesn't have anything <laughs> like that. It's honestly just like a bunch of random little high-tech sci-fi vignettes stapled together mm-hmm. and then, like, shotgunned at your face. Yeah, yeah. I think that this movie had seeds of, like, if you're a sci-fi fan, there are seeds of of sci-fi that if you just take the little vignettes or the mm-hmm. little, just even little ideas that are in here, it's kind of fun. They and that, did. And it's called Moonfall. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. also not good. And that's good. why I would watch the sequel. I would watch the third one because I would expect uh, a terrible movie but i i watch terrible movies and do a podcast about it so (laughs) i would do it anyway it's part of your job (laughs) i okay so for me the first movie independence day great popcorn movie very flawed in some ways and i felt it was very dated when it came out it was very popular i don't really ever feel like the need to oh it's independence day's on i want to watch it again yeah I'm not, I've never been that. I know some people are like super, like, you know, like uh, Nate's family saw it on Independence Day. And I've just never been, some some people, not that you guys have, but some people watch it annually, like on Independence Day. That's their, mm-hmm. their Fourth of July movie. Some people are really into it. I've just never really loved it. I felt it's flawed. When I heard the sequels coming out, I thought, mm, I don't think I really want to see it. And then when I heard the reviews were so bad, I mean, I definitely didn't want to see it. So I had not seen this movie before. So hearing all that stuff, you'd think that this would be kind of fun or a big train wreck. It was none of those things. <laughs> it was disappointing. <laughs> you, you would have Even hoped it would have had at least some bad. of those one-liners, yeah. those funny, over-the-top performances. Brent Spiner's entertaining, but... It doesn't. No, it's not worth carrying this movie. It's if it's if this was maybe, I not even if it was shorter. It was just not. There wasn't any parts of it that really. The special effects are great, but you can see those in any movie out today. Yeah, that's right. you know? This this movie could have been maybe a lot better if it was made on half the budget. Yeah. If they had focused on the writing, and cut out a lot of the superfluous special effects. They didn't need to up their game from the first one. Mm-hmm. They needed to just be, make it a little bit truer to the original. 
they didn't need to out- try and outdo it, and they they fell short. So it was just bad for me. I'm gonna can I, can I ask you a question before I answer? So, Brett Spiner's character, would you watch a Bill Nye the Science Guy level show with his character <laughs> as like yes. if, if that's the spinoff with with science fiction like or, or like a real yes and yes I would either love one of to those. see him do like fake science fiction science and yes. it's a bill nye show where he's explaining all the science fiction yes. and stuff that sounds amazing i would love to watch that that would be so much fun <laughs> well so this is the thing he's kind of like smiling to the camera he's like full of energy and just like you could tell he's like i'm getting paid to be here guys <laughs> and it's like we love you brent spiner and we do and he just does a great job and i'm just smiling just talking about well, it it's, now. It's, it's funny because, i don't know what it is because like but... all the actors are like we've got to go save the planet and he's like right. oh my god the ball talks <laughs> he's like wow that was yeah. completely out of left field right <laughs> yeah yeah he's, he's like i'm Gotta get out my laser that I built before I went into the coma. <laughs> That's right, twenty-year-old laser. <laughs> yeah. And his boyfriend slash lab assistant was like, "What is this doing here?" But uh, uh, I guess before before I cast my boat, I I feel like I really need to point out the reason that we say like, "Oh, it's the Chinese pilot," is because the movie makes a big makes, deal. Makes you yes. Makes a big deal. Like, oh, these are these are the Chinese characters. Yeah, character. Well, the dad. Well, I guess well, the, her the, dad. The general. Remember, too, yeah. and there's that nice yeah. long conversation in Mandarin with no subtitles. That was yeah. fun. right. And uh, mm, yeah, the, you know, there's because the, because uh, you know movie studios they want some of that sweet sweet Chinese market. So mm-hmm. so that was the movie pointing out their Chinese, not us pointing out the yeah. Chinese. Um, because that is a character, you know, <laughs> is your. Oh, yep. oh! It's the Chinese guy. That's a character in this yeah. movie. Yes, right. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it was bad. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Break okay. it from the pack. Goodness. Wow. I, I Defend yourself. Revolutionary. Well, like, well, you guys said it like kind of like grumpy. So you know, like, uh, you ever see that movie Ten Things I Hate About You? <laughs> Enthusiastically yes. bad. And he's like, when he's like, we're screwed. And he's like, I don't want to hear that defeatist attitude. He's like, we're screwed. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so it was it was not good. Um, I want to say goodbye to my friendship with Christian for recommending this movie. And Thanks, Christian. <laughs> no, I mean, you would think it was like right up our wheelhouse, and I we did have fun watching it. Yeah, it, it was. It did not has not unhorsed. Halloween three is my least favorite film we've watched. Yeah, but it. Was, I, I would watch this again. It, it's just. It doesn't hit. I would too. It's. I. I think I agree. It's just like, this is not an offensively painful movie. It's just a boring movie. Yeah. It's a little offensive. (laughs) I mean, I found myself just wanting to go to sleep, stand up, do something, leave the room. I don't know. Stare at my phone. Yeah. So. Anything. Earlier today, I saw a thing on Reddit that was like unofficial, movie trilogies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And would this movie fit in any of your science fiction, like, unofficial movie trilogies? It fits into Moonfall. Oh, yeah. So Moonfall would be, like, the If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, right, like, yeah, you could, you could make an argument that Moonfall is the same universe. So, like, one of the ones I saw was, like, Saving Private Ryan, The Martian, Interstellar. And the theme was, like, spending a lot of money and, ma- and lives to get Matt Damon back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah you guys mentioned uh this could be like a sequel to alien resurrection once they get to earth oh like, yeah because the when alien resurrection when they jettison something to kill off the alien and it hits and destroys africa that's what yeah. i was thinking like the big alien this is just a different point of view of that crash. I into... did not get that was the point that yeah. you were making. I was like, okay, yes, yeah, the right. aliens landing. That I don't get the joke. But no, that totally makes sense though. No, yes, this is that movie. Yeah. So um well I feel like uh, our audience is now dumber from having heard this <laughs> <laughs> having heard us try to recap this gem of a film. Uh where I know we mentioned it earlier, uh our sharp eared listeners probably heard it before, but where where can people find us? I, I'm a real big fan of exceptionallybad.com. And I, you can always email us at the guys at exceptionallybad.com. 
And if you wanted to email us, you could email us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you could also get us at uh, on Instagram at Exceptionally Bad. And on Twitter, we are Exceptionally Bad. That's right. We read every email. Yep. And if you have a movie recommendation, we will watch your movie. I actually have one from a friend. Sometimes oh, I read the yeah. emails twice. <laughs> Just when you get you know, sometimes home. I read the email twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's not a new one. It's the same one from, from months ago. Okay. Just to keep Bracken happy, I occasionally go in and switch it from red to unread. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new one. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we hope you have a uh, great time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Oh, I should have just ran. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?